and I'm going to try to bring everybody up to speed. So we said that <clears throat> we started from the fact that when you receive a word from God, God just didn't just say that word for, for fun. Uh, you know, he said it because he's already consummated it and he's telling you, I'm ministering this to you so that you can come into alignment and agreement with me and so that I can manifest this in your life. And so, and so that's, that's what, uh, uh, well, you know, that, that, that's the premise on which we started, you know, which, which we started this series. Why? Because he is mindful to bless us. Amen. Amen. The Lord is mindful to bless us. And uh, because of that, you know, all it takes is for us to just, you know, line up with him so that he can do what only he can do. Amen. Amen. We line up with our, with, our, with, our, with, our, with our father and our God, and he will do what he said to do. And uh, let's go back there to Isaiah 55 so that we are all at the same, you know, on the same page because this is where we started from. And uh, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. <clears throat> because it, it is important that we... It's important that we understand that God's word stands forever. Amen. All right. He does not, he doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind. He's not a man. All right. He's not a politician. So there's nothing like I meant to say. The Bible says, let God be true, every man a liar. He is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he a son of man that he should repent. What he says, he does. Amen. Amen. So Isaiah 55 from verse 10 to 11, for as, the rain, for as the rain shall come down or snow from heaven and shall return not until it has saturated the earth and, 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 and it bring forth and bud and gives it to the silver and bread for food. So shall my word be. Whatever shall proceed out of my mouth, it shall by no means return to me void until all the things which I will have been accomplished, and I'll make your way, and I'll make your ways prosperous and will effect your commands. By the way, I'm reading the Septuagint uh, translation, one of the Septuagint, so that it might be different from your own. Now, I spent some time on this passage, what I call the until of God's word, saying that God says here, my word cannot return until he's done what I said. And somebody says, does the word return? Because most of you have said, says, my word does not return void. So if it doesn't return void, it means it does return, but it returns after it's done his job. And we say that Jesus is a living word. Jesus came and died and returned to the Father. The word came and you know became flesh and lived among us, according to, according to John 1, 11, uh, 14. But Jesus did not die before it was his time. Amen. Amen. Jesus died at the fulfillment you know, of time and then took his blood back and sprinkled in mercy seat and now sits right now the Father. So the word is a good messenger. Amen? Amen. The word is a good messenger. The word cannot return void. And he says, the rain does not return until it has saturated the earth. 
but that means the rain does return, but the rain returns as a vapor. All right. Now, where does it return to? Just know that the sky is, is a curtain that separates the earth, the water from below, the water below from the water above. So it just goes back to, 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 to the, to the, uh, the uh, upper atmosphere there and then comes back down. The vapor that goes back up is the rain returned to say, I've done my job. So the rain is a good messenger. <laughs> but, but the word is a better messenger. Amen. So now he says that the word cannot return until it's done what he said it would do. And then he says, I'll make your way prosperous, make your ways prosperous. And we check that and we saw there that it means that the, you know he will help us or he will give us help along the way. So the word will help you along the way to the destination that God is taking you to, to make sure that what God has said is fulfilled. Because the last passage, and it will affect my commands. So there's no question about God's word coming to pass. <clears throat> All right, let me say that again. There is no question about God's word coming to pass. We must settle that. Amen. We must settle that. Now, I said in Mark 4, 23, 24, Jesus said, because what you hear, for the measure of thought you give to and study you give to what you hear is a measure with which your blessing is measured to you. I'm paraphrasing. Now, so then, if I give my time to the word that I heard. Now, please listen now. The moment you heard that word, you, you believe it. At that point, there was no argument. At that point, there was nothing, you know, because you were tuned in. You said, that's me. I receive it. All right. So you receive the word when the word was spoken to you. Now, between when the word was spoken, between when you receive that word and the manifestation, that's where the fight, that's where the enemy comes in. To do everything to stop you from seeing God's glory. Now we said last time that you must have faith and a clear conscience. Because now what is having faith in a, with a clear conscience? Your faith is based on the word. The word that you hear is a carrier of your faith. It carries the faith that you need because faith is the word of God of things hoped for. When you have a word for something, you have faith for it, all right? And the evidence of things not seen. You don't see it, but the word gives evidence to what you don't see. So that when you hold on to the word, it will produce what you heard from the word, or what you saw in the word. Because, and I says, faith is a substance shading of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. So the word will, Give substance to what you don't see, but is seen in the word. Amen? Amen. That which you do not see, but is in the word. For instance, by stripes I'm healed. If you're standing for healing, the healing may not manifest immediately, or it may manifest immediately, but that healing, you see it in the word, it will manifest because God said so. Amen. Amen. 
All right. Remember, I said faith and a clear conscience. Now you can't be looking for God's blessing and God said, forgive somebody that wronged you and you carry it on. You say, you don't know how, 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 how he hurt me. And we said that Jesus on the cross, if I didn't say that, I'm saying it now. Jesus on the cross in Luke's Gospel 23 verse 34 said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they, know not what they, what they do. Talking about the Pharisees and the scribes and Pilate that, that, that crucified him. Because if you ask the Pharisees, they said that the blood of Jesus should be upon them and their children. Now, who would curse himself and his children except that the devil had taken over? They didn't just curse themselves, they cursed the children also. But Jesus did not want that curse to, 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 to hold. He had to forgive them. Of course, when he did, the enemy equally couldn't hold anything against him. Satan was defeated at that point. You see, forgiveness paralyzes the enemy. Amen. Forgiveness paralyzes the enemy of, of our souls. Let me say that again. Forgiveness paralyzes the enemy because in this life, a lot of people are going to wrong you. And if you carry on forgiveness, it opens the door to the enemy. And thereby hindering the manifestation. And then it certainly goes to work and hinders the manifestation of your blessing from God. The manifestation of the miracle that you heard from God. So you don't want your miracle hindered because of somebody that wronged you. You don't want the enemy to prevent your blessing coming to you because of somebody that was stupid enough to wrong you. Or ignorant enough. Let me know you stupid. Ignorant enough. Stupid is a, is a strong word. Ignorant enough because if they knew, or if he or she knew, he wouldn't do it. All right. So we said that. Faith and a clear conscience. You have to, you have, to have faith and a clear conscience. All right. We said that you must not let go of that word that you receive from God. You know, speak it to yourself, give thanks with it, pray with it, give, give, pray in tongues with it, because you want to see that word come to pass. What do you, what are you doing when you do that? When you are speaking the word, you are building confidence in yourself that this word must come to pass. You see, you may set out, you know, just half and half. But the more you speak it, the more your faith is in built up. And before you know it, you come to that place where you know that you know that you know that this thing is a done deal. Nothing can stop the glory of God from manifesting in your life. Absolutely nothing. Now, remember, I'm saying standing on the, you know, what you need to do to, to see the word God has spoken to you come to pass. Okay, I lost it, you know, and I testament I gave that that young lady in the in her leaves. That's enough. That's that one word is enough. And he brought her back to life, restored her to wholeness. Restored her to wholeness. So you gotta hear the word, internalize it in your spirit. Now in the process of measuring acting, you know, speaking this thing over yourself, whatever God says to do, do it. 
Okay, John 2 verse 5. Whatever God says to do, do it. Now I'm standing, I'm standing in faith for, for, for something and then the Lord said, all right, tomorrow when you go to church, take what you have, put in the offering. And of course I checked. What I had only last would last for two weeks. All right, if you have money that's going to last it for two weeks and you hear God say, take what you have, go and put in the offering. You better be smart, smart enough to obey him. Amen? <laughs> Maybe because... <laughs> The, 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 the other option is that you keep, you keep the money for two weeks and then you find that nine months you're with, you know, the money is not coming from anywhere and no, no hope from anywhere. Now you're in trouble. Yeah. I said, you better obey him because if you don't, you'll be, you'll be in trouble. If you know that you have money for two weeks, like I did as a dry student, student in, 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 in Glasgow, the money was going to last for two weeks. I'm going to the, to the store to buy some food. And I had, now I'm going north, all right? I had the bank, and part is, is south. I had, go to the bank, take what you have, put in the offering tomorrow. So I would turn around. Now I'm not, I'm not discussing with myself now. Because that is without be doubt. I turned around. I went to the bank, took the money. I think it was, I took 19 pounds. I think one pound was left. That was pounds then. Now, now pound and dollar is one to one. <laughs> so I went and put in the offering. All right? Now, my money didn't come from home. It, you know, it's not like here where students were allowed to work. So for nine months, money did not come. For nine months, I did not lack. My rent paid, everything taken care of. God took care of me. People will call me, I said, you know, because I said, God, you asked me to teach prosperity. I'm not going to go beg anybody for money. One day I finished praying, I got up. Somebody called me. I've been trying to get hold of you. I said, I'm here. Can I come see you? Yeah. He brought me money. And that one called said, every time I go to the cash point, the Holy Spirit said, take money to any. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to argue? And then he, when he came, he said this to me, and this will bless you. And I forgot completely. He said, when I was in need, the people I thought could bless me would not bless me, but you that I knew, you just, you know, Managing to go by, you bless me. So what I'm saying is when you hear God, you know you heard him. Stop, don't argue with yourself. We're going to talk about doubt today. We're going to go back on doubt. Because when you heard him the first time, you knew you heard God. Now you're finished, you know, time begins to pass, all of a sudden. The enemy gets you to look at circumstance. Circumstance. We're going to talk. The first point we want to deal with. We want to deal with doubt. How to deal with doubt? How to deal with doubt? Because doubt is a blessing stealer. Doubt is a blessing stealer. The enemy want to use doubt 
to, 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 to mess you up. So now, we don't want that to happen. Amen? Amen. We don't want that to happen. And the devil not steal from us anymore. Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, this is when Peter walked on water. Remember the story? Peter walked on water. You know? Jesus asked them to cross over. I'm not going to read the whole passage. But we're going to read there. From, and then, of course, the wind was boisterous, waves and everything. And Jesus, they had not made progress for about four hours, you know, or more. Four to six hours, they only made, made progress halfway. If you take the width of God, it's eight miles. So they only, for over, over four hours or so, they only did, you know, uh, four to six hours, they only did six, uh, four miles. Now, Jesus saw them, you know, it, the word saw is not that he saw them with physical eye perceived. Peter and Spirit, they were in trouble, so he came walking on the water. So he picked up there from verse 27, but instantly he spoke to them, saying, Take courage, I am, stop being afraid. God never says, Take courage, he always says, I am, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. All right, so verse 28, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came toward Jesus. But when he perceived and felt a strong wind, he was frightened and he began to, to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Now, please look at verse 24 so that you know Peter was not walking on the water when the water was calm. Verse 24 says, But the boat by this time was out on the sea, many fallons. Whatever, whatever. This time from, 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 from land, beaten and tossed by the waves, for the wind was against them. The wind was against them. The boat was tossed to and fro by waves. So Peter, when he stepped out to walk on that water, was not walking on calm water. The waves were there. The, 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 the wind was there, blowing and causing the waves to rise and fall. So Peter was walking on water when the winds were strong and the waves were, up, were there. Okay? High waves. You don't pray for a miracle when you don't need one. You don't pray for healing if you don't need healing. So Peter stepped out and he said, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. All right? And the Bible said, so Peter got out of the boat in verse 29 and walked on the water and he, he came toward Jesus. Verse 30 again, when he, when he perceived, but when he perceived and felt a strong wind, he was frightened. He perceived the wind, he saw the waves, he was frightened. Why was Peter frightened? And he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand, verse 31, and caught and held him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? 
Now, you see, he left, he started walking on the word come. The word he heard from the, from the Lord. That was the Rema word. And that Rema word got him to walk on the, 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 the water, the, the, the high waves and what have you. Because when you have the word, it does not matter what, what kind of circumstance the enemy throws at you. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna glide above it and keep going. Amen. But please notice that, you know, Peter all of a sudden took his eyes off the word. And now the devil said, look at, look at the waves. Now you're going to die now. Look at the waves. Can you, you can't feel the wind. It's so strong. You're not in the boat now, Peter. And the Bible said he began to sink. Now, you know, Jesus reached out his hand to catch him. So he was closer to the miracle than when he first started. He was almost there when he began to sink. Ah, did you hear that? He was almost there when he began to sink. You see, when you're almost there, the enemy turns on the heat. So if you were to make a plot, you look like you're going up, you know, you go to the peak. That's where the, 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 the attacks and all that is, is, is heaviest. And the enemy is launching everything to see how he can stop you because just beyond that, it's over. If you can hold beyond that, it's over. So you see, number one, doubt, and talk this subdivision of doubt, is about what you see and feel. This is <laughs> what we're reading here. What you see and feel. You see, this was Peter could feel the wind. You know, if you go to go to uh, uh, Luke's Gospel, uh, uh, um, chapter twelve, you know, Jesus said, "Listen." From verse uh, 20, twenty-eight, they said, "But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is alive to them, tomorrow is thrown into the furnace. How much more will He clothe you, O oh, you have little faith?" In other words, I don't know where the next minute is going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do that. If you are a tither, if you have connection with God and he's your father, you can't, you can't be without. Amen. It's not possible. Amen. God has a way of taking care of us even when it looks like, you know, help is not coming from anywhere. Amen. Because he is the owner of this earth. He knows how to arrange help from where you least expect it. The people you look to help you are not going to help you. So don't even look to man. Look to your father and my father. He knows how to arrange who to move and what to do so that he can bring help to you. So circumstance. All right? Circumstance. You take your eyes off the word, you're going to see circumstance. Peter took his eyes off the word. He saw the circumstance. When you take the eyes off the word you're standing on, the circumstance can be so overwhelming that you sink under. 
All right, that's, that's, that's number one. All right, let's go to, to, to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. You see, where there is doubt, if you read the Bible, every time Jesus talks about doubt, he says, why well, you have little faith? When you hear about little faith, it means there's doubt that preceded it. Because that means that your faith was, you see, your faith was good enough when you were looking at the word. And that's why you have to look at that word and meditate upon it and speak it so that that faith continues to grow and get you to that place where it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. But once you take your eyes off that and begin to look at what the enemy is doing, you begin to sink. Now, uh, Genesis chapter 3, I realize my time is going on me. Genesis chapter 3. This is when the devil came to, to, to the woman before she was called Eve. And we read there from verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And, that, and, 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 and Satan said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the, tree of, of, of the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Don't have conversation with the devil. <laughs> He's been around before you on this earth. He said, did God really say? Now, how does that translate to us? Maybe I never really heard from God. Maybe that was me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't hear from God. Maybe that was me. Brother, sister, hear me. When you heard from God, you knew it. You, 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 you got that word. And for those of us that are, that are emotional, you got excited about it. So do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. When you hear from God, write it down. Write it down so that you will keep that word before you and not let the enemy talk you out of it. The devil talked it out of this word. And, and of course, we all saw the consequences. He will try to talk you out of what you know you had. That is why if you have written it down and put it before you morning and evening, he cannot talk you out of it. All right. So, so what do you do when it comes to whisper to you? Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter four. If you have been, if you have been interested in having dialogue with the devil, stop it. <laughs> what did I say? I said stop it. Don't discuss with him. Hallelujah. Oh no, before we go there, before we go there, let's go to uh let's go to uh, James chapter one. James chapter one, verse five to eight. James chapter one, five to eight. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. You see, 
The devil, you know, is a person is taking a child, a student taking an exam. God gives you an answer. The devil comes and says, Well, I think you better check that again. Are you sure? That, then you change, you change and get the wrong answer. You don't want to do that. Remember, the devil doesn't come before God, he comes after. He said, Where's the Bible? I just showed you in, in, in Genesis chapter 3. I just showed you, you saw it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God forevermore. It says here, verse, I think verse 6 says, if in the process of any any in the process, any of you are reading the Philip translation, and if in the process any of you does not know what to what how to meet a particular problem, he has only to ask God. You're trying to say if you, if you lack wisdom. If you don't know how to meet a particular problem, you have only to ask God, who gives generously to all men without making them feel foolish or guilty. And if and he may be quite sure that the that the nursery wisdom, sorry, the nursery wisdom will be given will be given him. But if if he must ask in sorry, but he must ask in sincere faith without secret doubts as to whether he really wants God's help or not. The man who trusts God, but with inward reservations, is like a wave of the sea, carried forward in the in the by the wind one moment and then driven back the next. That sort of a man cannot hope to receive anything from God, and the life of a man of divided loyalty will reveal instability at every time. Now, doubt is hesitating between two opinions. You're going this way. You're going that way. You're going this way. You you waver between two opinions. Now you have you are divided. You don't know which way to go. That's what the enemy wants. Because when you are divided, you're not going to do what God said. So then what do you do? Second Corinthians chapter 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 ten. Now now you know that doubt is of the enemy. So you now you realize that doubt is is a spirit, a spirit of doubt. Because James 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Submit yourself to God. Verse 7 says, Resist the devil and it will flee from you. Resist doubt and doubt will flee. Okay? You have to resist doubt and doubt will take flight. You have to resist doubt and doubt will take flight. All right. So we're talking about resisting. Oh, because when we talk about resisting, you're talking about rebuking the enemy. That brings us into the territory of binding and losing. Second Corinthians chapter chapter ten, verse four to six. Hallelujah. Ten, verse four to six. Thank you, Jesus. Am I making sense to somebody? He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are, by, by they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lovely thing that sets itself up against the, the true knowledge of God. 
and lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. He says that weapon is not carnal, so it's not it's not it's not natural weapon. But the weapons we have are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the overthrowing destruction of strongholds. A stronghold, a stronghold or strongholds are lies you believe to be true. Lies you believe to be true now forms a fortress, a rampart in your mind that the enemy, the spirit of fear stands guard there and, 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 and you have to decide you're going to demolish that nonsense. Demolish it and, and say, no, I refuse to believe the lie of the enemy. I'm going to believe God. Because I have the, you have the word of God on the matter. He says, refute every argument, theory, and reasonings. Every proud and lovely thing that says ever against the knowledge of God. Cast down those thoughts. Cast down those thoughts. They are not of God. Cast them down. No thought I cast you down in the name of Jesus. You cannot entertain those lies because all of a sudden, before you know it, you think they are true. Strongholds are lies believed to be true. And they, they, once you, they, they form a fortress and, 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 and you're, you're being locked into the fortress, you can't come out. Until you decide that you're going you're gonna to reject the lies of the enemy and believe God. I mean, I, I've shared one time when, you know, when I came to the Lord and I, I would lead people to the Lord. And, uh, and I kept saying to myself, you know, this one needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The devil said to me, well, you're just young in the Lord. You're not, you know, you're not old enough in the Lord. How are you going to, you know, you don't qualify. And I believed that for a while. And one day I was witnessing to a husband and wife, and the Lord said to me, you know, lay hands for them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I laid hands on the wife, on the, on the husband, the wife began to speak in tongues. Do you think I was encouraged? Yes. I, I, what did I do? I said to myself, devil, I'm going to believe God and doubt you. Devil, I will believe God and doubt you. So when I did that and I laid, stretched out my hand, and, you know, the wife is standing here, I just I laid hands on the husband, on the wife, sorry, on the husband, the wife began to speak in tongues. God encouraged me to know that if I believe him, I will see his glory. Don't have this conference that you normally have. You know what I mean by conference? You're going back and forth. This is ever whispering to you. You think it's all about you. You're selling those thoughts. You're busy negotiating, you know, reasoning, reasoning, reasoning. Listen to me, people. The Bible said, and the Pharisees reasoning themselves. It didn't say Jesus reasoning himself. Because the Pharisees were not connected with the Father. They were going through motions of religion. They reasoned among themselves. But you are a child of God. Listen to Jesus. When you listen to him, you will go with the word. You will be reasoning within yourself. Amen? Amen. Don't shout me down. I'm preaching good. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't reason within yourself. The Pharisees used to do that. They never believed God. 
receive the word with, with gladness. Give thanks with the word. Cast down every thought. Know that the word must surely come to pass. Amen. That the word cannot fail you. That the word is there to take you to your destination that God has said, spoken to you about. Hallelujah. Receive that and expect it. Well, I haven't started my message today, but I have to close. Because I don't want to keep keep you longer than, than, than necessary. I was just going to start my message, but I realized time is over. Amen. Amen. What we focus on today is what? Number one, hear from God. Number two, hold on to that word. Don't let go. Give thanks with it. Pray with it. Speak in tongues with it. Whatever. Keep the word before you. All right? Number three. We said, don't doubt God. Don't look at circumstances. Don't have a conference with the devil. No conversation with the devil. Don't reason in yourself. The people that reason in themselves, go and look at it. The Pharisees, they reason in their hearts. <laughs> and when they reason in their heart, they walk away from Jesus. Every <laughs> time you see the reason in their heart, they don't want to they say, all right, we're going to go this, this, you know, a different direction from, from the Lord. Cast down every thought, every imagination, everything that sets itself up against everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of the word that you've heard from God, the word you've received. Cast it down. Amen. Now, when I say the word you've heard from God, it may be a word, you know, a provision was given to you, or you were studying the word and the word leaps at you. That is the word God has given to you. Don't let go. And when you don't let go, you're going to see God's loot. Bind Satan. The Bible says, whatever, you know, what you bind on earth is what's already bound in heaven. God already taking care of business. There's no demon in heaven. And you can't say, you're, you, you tell a, devil, a demon to die. A demon doesn't die. So you'll be wasting your time. Bind Satan. You give him a restraining order. You're forbidding him. When you do, God says, it's what's already forbidden. He said, I already, I've already done that. So I'm telling you now, tell, step out and bind him. Matthew 18, 18, he gives us authority to bind you know, I'm forbid. Whatever you forbid, God says, you're already forbidden. Whatever you lose, he says, I already lose it. I'm only giving you the keys, the authority to do so, so that I can effect that in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, we praise you. I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you, Lord God Almighty, for opening your eyes to your truth. Amen. And I ask you to, to hold on to the things Amen. you've spoken to us. Amen. As we do, we see your glory. Amen. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for acceleration. Acceleration for manifestation. I thank you that the words you've spoken to us will not delay. Amen. Name of Jesus. I thank you they will not delay. I thank you they have manifested in our lives. We give, Amen. We give you praise. Mama Sakaraba, it's time for you to give thanks. Mama Sekenderebo Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda. Brene Mokondorebo Seke, Mama Sekanda Rama Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda. Merebo Korobo Sekarabakina Makanda Rama Korobo Soto. Mama Sakaraba Sekena Masotorobo Seke. Ye Brene Mokondorebo Sekarabakina Makanda. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your covenant keeper. 
Thank you, Lord, for bringing to pass every word you've spoken to us. Lord, we want to thank you because we see that we, we expect that and we'll see the manifestation. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all Lord. the glory. Thank you for your hand of uh, blessing upon us. Thank you for surrounding us with favors with a shield. Thank you for doors you open for us which no man can shut. Lord, we bless your name. We say be glorified. In the name of your Satan, I bind you. Take your hands off that which is ours. In the name of Jesus, I release those things that are asked, and I say, Minister, go forth and bring them to us. Amen. But Amen. I thank Amen. you for the miracles. I thank you for the jobs. I thank you for the healing. I thank you for the breakthrough. I thank you for divine favor. When you surround us, Lord, be glorified. Thank Amen. you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so in the name of Jesus, I plead and I apply blood Jesus over each and every one of us in this meeting. Members of our family are standing from our call with the blood of Jesus. The bloodline surrounds us, separating us from every force of evil. The Lord blesses and keep us. The Lord makes his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Amen. The Lord lifts his company and give us his peace now, even forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless your uncle, Anna, Dr. Anna. Thank you.